This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. You can catch The Pulse. New episodes released every Thursday uh, at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-audio as well as the airing of The Pulse and 10.30 a.m. Pacific. So this week, Joita Gupta, the host of the show, talks to disability advocate and lawyer, a very familiar uh, name in our community, David Leposki, about what needs to be improved in Bill C-22, which is the proposal of the Canada Disability Act. So it's going to be a very, very interesting conversation. We already know uh, that's The Pulse on AMI-audio, and it's available as a video or audio podcast afterwards, but this Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Pacific. I'm Ramia Amuthan here with Margaret Weldon, and it's time for us to chat sports as we do every Monday with the host of The Neutral Zone, another AMI podcast, Brock Richardson. Brocky, how's it going? Pretty well, thanks. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. well. We're it was really lovely having you MC the uh, OBSA Gala, the Ontario Blind Sports Association Gala on Saturday in Brantford. I was telling people of Now with Dave Brown that it was fantastic, uh, not just to hear your voice and you do your thing, but uh, to have the inductees and hear from them, the presenters, uh, also catching up with people for some of us who haven't seen each other in a while um, at these special events. Did you have a good time? I did. I certainly did. It was so much fun to uh, MC the event. The last time we did it was 2019, which I was alongside Kelly McDonald doing uh, 50-50. And this year, Kelly said, nope, you can do it solo. So I did it solo and it was fun. And I got to play with the crowd a little bit. There was a remark about uh, diets and goalball having a diet of pizza and uh, some other junk food. I can't remember it. Chocolate milk, that was the other one. And uh, and I said to the crowd, I said, well, I retired out of bocce because I couldn't do that, so maybe I should uh, should get into goalball. So I'm still considering this a couple of days removed yeah. from the event. But all in all, very, yeah. uh, very good event. And congratulations to all the award winners. And we will eventually have some of them, if not all of them, trickle out through the neutral zone. So. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to the conversations and we heard many, many wonderful things from our inductees uh, over the weekend and the appreciation that that they were showing to uh, OBSA as well as sport, like what sport has brought to them in value in their lives. All right, Brocky, other things on the table to talk about today. What do you have for leadoff items? So I have two leadoff items and we'll start with the uh, wheelchair basketball event that was held between Canada and the Netherlands. This is all in a warm-up for their upcoming World Championships. It was a four-game series against the Netherlands. The first two games were an exact replica of each other, except reverse. So it was uh, 75-73 for the Netherlands, the first game. The second one was 73-75 for Canada. So exact same score reversed in the first two. And then the third one, uh, Canada played their under-23 team, in the Netherlands and won 53-42. And then the last game, we know that Canada lost. However, we don't know the final score because um, they're, they're having some challenges with uh, 
social media at the moment, so uh, we don't know the final score, but one of their teammates uh, did post to me that they lost that last game, but we don't remember what the score was, according to that teammate. So when you play so many games, guys, it's hard to remember uh, what each individual score was. So that's wheelchair basketball. Secondly, we're going to talk about the sitting volleyball world championships. The men and women had games in this tournament. The men did not make it to the quarterfinals. The women made it to the uh, finals, and they lost to Brazil 3-0 in sets. So that's your Parasport update. Okay, Brock. Now, obviously, second place is good, right? But as a former athlete, can you talk about some of the challenges maybe that um, second place can bring on? Well, as a former athlete, we always considered uh, second place the first loser. And the reason of that is because when you get second place, you play in the gold versus silver game. And when you get silver, you unfortunately lose the game. When you play in the bronze medal game, you become the victor of the bronze medal as opposed to losing the gold medal game. So sometimes, Margaret, that is really hard to swallow when you lose that gold medal game and you've had such a good run and uh, such good time with your teammates and you just, you're so close and it's like, ah, we were almost there, but mm-hmm. not quite. It's like something that's just been kind of pulled right away from you, right? Just something that's yes. like that you feel it's just come along and just, goodbye, snatched it right out of your hand, right? Exactly, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There was um, an excerpt, like I'm thinking of a moment from Victoria Nolan's memoir, and she's a blind rower, and she was describing that exact thing, coming in silver, uh, and, and it's an eye shade, like she has to wear eye shades during her rowing um, the, the competition, and right at the end, she heard the crowd cheering, whipped off her eye shades just to realize that they were not even uh, a foot like not even six inches behind the winning boat. So, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely yeah, and, something. And you do, you do end up, you know, at the end of the event when you're at a world championships, you do recognize, hey, we, we were, you know, the second best in the world because a world championship, yeah. aptly named, is usually, you know, most of the world countries that have uh, athletes in any given sport. But in that moment, you just feel like, and you guys both illustrated it very well. It's like, oh, it was there, and then it wasn't. And it, in mm-hmm. the moment, it really takes so a, a, a few days and sometimes weeks. And then you go and you look at your metal, you know, your, your metal closet, if you will, and you say, man, we were second place at the uh, World Championships, and this is, this is good news. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely is. Brocky, bring us up to speed with Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving. Oh boy. Uh, okay, so last week he uh we I brought to you guys last week that he was involved in uh the the backing of this movie which I'm not going to name because there was some uh racial connotation in the movie uh and he went on social media backing this movie. Uh then it came out that the Brooklyn Nets after many 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 meetings have said, "Listen, we're going to suspend you." Uh, for five games, there was really nothing outlined at the time when they suspended him as an organization. And then over the weekend, uh, what came out was the following thing. Apologize and condemn the film he supported. 
donate five hundred thousand to an hate a hate organization. Um, complete sensitivity training. That one I'm gonna I underline this one on my notes. I believe that all athletes should complete some level of sensitivity training. Period. End of story. Full stop. I don't think it takes a situation where you need to do something wrong in order to complete sensitivity training. I think you should be doing it from the word go. And I, I, I like this one, um, but I think it should be done for all athletes in any situation. And then the last one was meet with Jewish and ADL leaders. So, so those are what the Brooklyn Nets have put on him before he can return to the organization. Now, how long was the suspension? Did you mention it was five five, five games. games, which ended on Saturday. Mm, okay. So, and we don't yet know whether he will return. I haven't seen it as we're recording this or talking about this live. I haven't seen whether he returns, and so far, it's no. Okay, now I agree with you about the sensitive training, Brock. I think you know athletes should do it, but do you feel that in general the conditions were fair? I think that most of them were fair. And I, like I said, I underlined the sensitivity training one. Uh, and I, you know, that's just one I believe that should be done. Um, the, the one that I kind of go, mm, I'm not sure you can do this, although it's a good thought and I would love him to do this, is donating 500000 to uh, hate crime organizations. I, I just not sure whether you can justifiably say someone that's earned their hard hard money can say you must donate your own money to something that you've you've done i i think you should but i don't know if you can really force people to put their own money into something if he simply doesn't believe it and obviously not because he hasn't done the first thing and apologize and say, look, I messed up plain and simple. So to get a guy like Kyrie Irving to donate 500000 I'm just not sure. And I, I don't know if they're going to be able to get this done. And Remy, I'm curious what you would think on the whole donating mm-hmm. your money. I get the gesture, but I'm not sure about the action being completed. Yeah, I mean, to be frank with you, I don't know that there's any organization out there that is like their reputations on the line, their uh, public images on the line that wouldn't have these kind of compliance rules and regulations put out, like set out for somebody to say, okay, you really messed this up for our, our entire organization, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so you got to make it up to us. And we're only bringing you back if you decide that you are going to comply. And, because we're hearing about it, we can critique and scrutinize and say, well, is it really fair? Is it not fair? But I mean, don't many organizations do this? Like if you were associated with something, with some company, uh, whether it be media or sports or some other entertainment, a record label, whatever, you would probably be given similar rules, similar conditions, I guess, um, to be like, we got to make this up. You got to reverse this. And it's not easy. And yes, I agree with you that I'm not sure that they can force him to do anything. But if he still hasn't apologized and condemned this movie and his participation in it, well, maybe he's wondering if this is a route 
that he's going to take. Yeah, and I just want to be clear. He had no participation in the actual movie. It was more mm-hmm. of a, I condone this on social media. So I don't want people thinking, you know, sure. Kyrie was, was in this movie. So in that but, case, but the, we're, we're basically tempering our, our, we're wondering if we should temper our reactions to how they've decided that he needs to handle it. And the thing is this, and and this is the truth. If if I uh, working as a as a contractor uh, alongside AMI, if I had done something to offend this audience, the neutral zone audience, now with Dave Brown, and someone said to me, you know, obviously not five five hundred thousand because newsflash, I, I don't make that kind but of money. But here are your but, conditions, right? But here are your conditions, and if the first one is apologize, well, to me, my reaction is, well, no guff, you messed up, you you offended said situation you need to do this and if it if i felt good in my shoes and said well i'm gonna donate the money that i make uh for any given show because this was the one that i offended i I would do it but we're not even at the point where he's willing to apologize let alone someone saying to him you got to open up your your wallet and pull out five hundred thousand dollars and yeah. sorry about your luck, but that's just where we are. And it's like uh, I'm not sure how easy it's going to be. If I was Kyrie and wanted to continue in in the NBA and wanted to do this, yeah, I, I would do it. But he just stands firm in what he did and how he acted, and this is now the conditions that lay in front of you. And I think, guys, the the NBA the NBA as a whole is going to stand by this it's not just the brooklyn nets yeah he's the he's that's the what i that... think the bigger problem is and if so... he decides he's no go for any of these conditions or some of you know which he says he doesn't believe he needs to do that um in order to prove himself sorry well the the question is are any other teams going to stand for that that's other right and i think organizations as the nba and i think the commissioner will eventually stand and say if he's not willing to do this for the one organization, I, as the commissioner, am going to mandate until you do such actions, then yeah. no one's going to welcome you because at the NBA as a whole doesn't stand for what he did. So that's going to be the basis of what's going on yep. here. And, and that's the truth. And I don't and know about sticky, you guys. And it's... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but if I was apo- being apologized because somebody told me or some you know company told me I had to, apo- you know, I am apologize. If I were receiving that apology, I'd kind of wonder, are you really sorry or are you staying on? Like, I know it sounds mean and I know it sounds exactly. cynical, but that's kind of the way I, I feel. 100% about it. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he definitely has to weigh out his options. Rocky, we got to go, but really quickly, what's coming up on the next edition of the Neutral Zone? Uh, we're talking to Katie Mitchell, who has uh, got her PhD in concussions, and she's going to have a conversation, and we're going to take that conversation and spin it into about disability and concussion, how treatment plans may differ or not differ for individuals who are athletes with a disability. So really great conversation coming up uh, tomorrow on video and pod and AMI-audio. Love it. Thanks, man. Have a good week. Thank you. You can check out Brock Richardson and the gang out on the Neutral Zone Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and available on YouTube, as he said, as a video podcast. Taking a break, and after this, we're checking out Raising Kindness. Talking so much AMI today, uh, this is an, this is a podcast with Becky Zar and her son, Bennett. We'll be right back with that. 
Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.